box, 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 Thank you, Tarouche. Thank you for having me on. Um, huge, huge shoes to fill, I know. Um, apologies in advance to the listeners. Somehow they're going to get worse performance on the trivia than they usually get. No offense. Uh, well, to, there's to only last, one person, but... so I didn't prep any trivia, but if, oh, it, if, it, right, pops cool. up, yeah. if it pops <laughs> up as we go, I can, I can let you know. Okay, but um, I'm, sure I'm going to do great. Yeah. Yes. Mike is, is new to the Formula One world, but mm-hmm. let's, let's see how this goes. Yeah. Uh, all right. The Spanish Grand Prix. Do you want to give us your, your three-word summary for the Spanish Grand Prix? Ooh. Um, unfortunate retirement Charles. Okay. I'll go very basic and just go drag reduction system because Max did not have it and yeah. would, have, would have battled with Charles much sooner had he had it, I think. Um, but yeah, that's a good place to start. Top of the order. I actually left Charles off my agenda here, but it's absolutely worth talking about his retirement. But let's start with Max Verstappen, Supermax, Red Bull 1-2. Thought, thoughts on the t- top of the, uh, the order? I mean, so first, I'm, I'm going to have to sneak in a few Max digs here just because he's, he's brilliant. Don't get me wrong, but I'm a Charles guy. We all know this. And this is a bit of an asterisk. I know you mentioned the DRS, but Charles felt very in control. Oh, he Charles owned, had the pace. He, he, he would have walls. Yeah, he would have won yeah. that race. Yeah. So just want to get that out there. Um, no, I 100% agree that Charles would have won that race had he finished. But yeah. as the old ism goes, in order to finish first, one must yeah, first finish. Yeah. Which unfortunately has been a challenge for both these guys, Charles and Max, all season. But as far as <laughs> Actual Red Bull one two, um, general thoughts. I mean, Max drove a great race. I will say, and I I think I don't want to overstep on the agenda here, but it kind of tough a week after Checo had his second child and Max gets the nod. Like no love from Christian Horner to say, you know, maybe maybe we let Checo ride this one out. You know, it really wasn't that he wasn't slowing him down that much. I didn't think. And, and, and what you're referencing here is the team orders asking correct, the team to correct. let Max buy into the lead. Yeah. Um, now, I think at first I thought the team orders were harsh as well, not least because Checo's a second-time father. Right, um, right. But the fact is Max would have passed him if they raced and Max would have just degraded his tires, as would Checo, and then maybe George could have snuck second. And the reason I think that Max would have passed him anyways is because he was on a three-stopper, which was definitely the right race strategy. The two people who fit, who Valtteri Bottas was on a two-stopper, as was Seb. Uh, I can't remember who yep. else was on a two-stopper. But you saw that Valtteri lost two places in like the last six laps or something uh, to ultimately finish sixth when he was running quite comfortably in fourth on raw pace. It just wasn't the right strategy. They split strategies at Red Bull. Max had the quicker strategy. Agreed. Yeah, no, all, all things true. Um, I think it was just the timing of the decision that felt a little harsh, but you're right. It, uh, Max would have, would have caught him and passed him anyways. So I don't know. It, it, it would have been a ton of fun to see them battle on track. 
But I think Team Orders was very fair because if they, this was a highly abrasive track, and if they had to do another pit stop, mm-hmm. um, I mean, in Definitely. the end, they did they did pit pit Checo again for the third time to to block off George. Um, right. But yeah, I think they would have just degraded their tires, and then perhaps the Mercedes of George Russell could have snuck in. Right. In Do my mind, is... that's going. That's what's going through their heads. In my mind, agreed. Do we think this is something to monitor at all? Obviously, the only other times this will happen is when they're both one-two during the race. But just any, I just feel like the the later days of the Botas Hamilton, you know, Mercedes relationship was clearly Botas continued to just get shafted. Do we have to monitor? Is Checo going to get? maybe upset if this this happens a few more times this season i don't necessarily consider him like red bull is team, one of those the teams. best team player i don't know if that's totally fair but oh Checo's a, a total team player come on now mm, i don't know in, in right, my opinion continue. red bull is one of the teams that's always had a clearly defined number one driver and number two driver <laughs> from the get-go Seth Vettel versus like Mark Danny Weber. Rick too, like Danny Rick and Max. They were making Danny Rick a second driver, hence why he yeah. left. Right. Um, their, their, their guy, their stud, their future uh, is Max Verstappen, and they will do everything in their power to see him get title number two. So they, right. they're not going to mince around. The, the counterpart to this is do Ferrari answer and define Charles as their number one driver now and do they commit to team orders going forward because it, we're, we're a quarter way through the season like you it can't it can't last season they were on the same number of points until the last race until abu dhabi every point is critical yeah so do you think that uh that ferrari would introduce team orders now I mean, I don't know. This might just be like early reaction to how the season's going so far. Like, I feel like it's kind of shaking out clearly that Charles is number one. I don't know if Carlos has totally accepted that reality or if he feels like he still has something to prove the rest of the season, uh, which is kind of a non-answer for you. Culturally speaking, I don't totally know how like Ferrari is a team I don't know if that's like in their nature, like to oh, it's one hundred percent in their DNA too. Like okay. Kimi, Kimi Raikkonen, Seb Vettel, like they they have yeah. well, Michael Schumacher, Rubens Barrichello, Michael right. Schumacher, going, and like, Felipe Massa. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Well, but, those are title winning years, and they had a number one driver, they had a number two driver. Agreed. So you're saying it's probably in their best interest to name Charles a number one sooner rather than later. Yes. And maybe that needs to get shaken out in the next couple of races. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it just has to happen sooner than later. They have to invest in one. And we're a quarter way through the season. Charles has won two races. Carlos Sainz has never won a race. Mm-hmm. Um, so in my opinion, they just have to, they have to make that clear. Um, and, and it sucks for Carlos because he's a great driver. But ultimately, when you're in a title fight, I think it's much easier when the team says it very clearly. We are putting all our eggs in this basket, and it's obviously Charles for Ferrari. I always, I always said last season when Carlos beat him that give them a title, a race-winning car, capable car, yeah. Charles would be the better driver. And it's panning, it's panning out that way. I, I feel Agreed. bad, especially if, like Carlos is about to win his first Grand Prix or whatever, and they have to do enact team orders. But every point is critical. So I don't know if this is kind of transitioning, but another team 
who might be faced with a similar decision here, does Merck need to adjust nah. its number one overall driver? No. Uh, come on. There, it's not a race-winning capable car. I mean, in Spain, it looked it. It won't be in Monaco. Uh, no, they Why? don't. It, they just Mercedes. Okay, they've won it a ton of times, but they don't have the best street circuit car. I feel. Um, also, okay. it's just like Mercedes were slow in sector three, I believe, in Spain, which is the sector that has the slowest turn, uh, slow speed turns which is most mm-hmm. similar to Monaco. Uh, okay. I mean, I don't know if you saw the free practice one result, but they're, they're kind of off pace. Okay. Well, again, that's kind of stepping on another topic here, but yeah, I, but we can, we can, want... we can move into the Mercedes, uh, the Mercedes discussion, but they okay. did not need to enact team orders in a midfield battle. Okay. Well, fair. Can I, so first of all, I thought great, great weekend overall by George um, and Lewis yeah so let me get there i i can't get past lewis suggesting that he essentially give up so early in the race that that's ridiculous i read nothing into that it gave me very much like uh first season lebron on the lakers vibes and i'm a huge lebron stand so again this is a segment i'm like looking to propose to you of kind of like half-hearted american sports comparisons here but it wasn't, he didn't think it was working out, albeit he had an unfortunate situation to start the race um, what, that was kind of out of his control, but that's quitter talk. I don't, I don't need that from my multi-time champion. I and read, he, go he ahead. Made up, he made up for it with great driving, don't get me wrong, but that, I, that's garbage. I, I had an issue with it. I read nothing right. into team that's radio it. because what drivers say Why? in the heat of the moment, they are there putting it all out there on the track of they're disheartened for some reason, then that's how it is. Their, their emotions and egos and adrenaline is riding all time high when they're in those cars. So if he's saying like, Oh, he doesn't have the pace at that time. Uh, if he's saying that he wants to retire the car and first of all, retiring the car is a very fair thing because of the cost cap this year. So they don't have, they don't have infinite number of engines. They will start taking grid place penalties. Um, and incurring fines so that was a completely fair thing to say uh but yeah first and foremost I just it's in the heat of the moment do you listen to Max Verstappen on the radio that guy is literally whinging for an hour and a half straight (laughs) and then he'll go and win the race right but Max Max is insane but he's also like no and again I don't root for Max but like he knows what he's talking about and he's direct with his team and he's always about winning and he like doesn't give up like oh yeah the the guy who's won over 100 grand prix is not about winning huh i maybe not at this point in his career maybe he's more you know worried about his advertisements and things like that so okay that's that's i'm just gonna completely disregard that comment um well we can focus a little bit on george here too well hold up you heard that you heard you heard that team radio do you hear the team radio at the end where he was complimenting everyone on strategy on giving him the will to continue to drive at the beginning when bono coming on the radio is like nope points are still on the table it's it's such a team sport people people forget that so much is going on in the background that it's not just the driver who's ultimately deciding his race like he makes the difference but it's, there's so much engineering in the background. There's discussions, you know, they will analyze damage immediately. Then like, okay, this is going to be our strategy for the race. 
this is where we think we can end up. And they said P8 to him. Um, ultimately, he could have been P4, uh, but the engine had a water leak or something. So I, I, really, I really just don't, don't give too much into that radio message at the beginning. And Lewis has said stuff like that. All, like if he's, when he's not winning the race, what was it? When he, was, he finished 10th earlier this year in Saudi, and he said, is there even a point for this position? He's, he's a serial winner, man. That's why when he's in the back of the grid and he's not having a good time, like, I, I just don't think it's that we need to, we need to judge his character based on that fact. Okay, fine. And you're right. He is an incredible winner. I just, it, he seems to be struggling a bit with where things are at right now for Merck. And yeah. I think that'll be interesting because George is clearly the future. And how Lewis handles this transition is important. So that was my main point. No, I, he, he has been in a, not even a race winning car, but a title winning capable car. Right. His entire career minus 2013 when he switched to Mercedes. Uh, but that car still won races. So right now he's arguably in the worst car he's ever been in. And that's not a, that's not like a, a comfortable position for him he's not familiar with it so he's adjusting but I, I believe that with the team that they will get up to speed and I've all I've said it throughout the season come Silverstone he is winning that race so two comments first from I can't remember who made the, the comment on the Miami episode but uh someone was talking about how George is clearly used to driving in a car that is not champ or you know not race yes. winning caliber and he's clearly more comfortable, which great point and agreed. And that's showing on the Silverstone point. I just love that. You're like team with two Brits. They're definitely going to win once they go home. No, genuinely Lewis, like gets a different type of energy when he's at Silverstone. All right. All right. I, I mean, like... did you see the race last year where he did, and Max crashed did. and then he had the 10 second penalty and ended up taking uh, what in the 49th lap he took over from Charles. Bruh, he's built different. Uh, I know. And well, I, 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 I'm a huge Lewis guy, though. You know, so you are. You are. That's why I gotta. I gotta keep you honest. Give you some some crap here. Yeah, um, yeah. But then I just have to shut that down real quick. But yeah, no, we there. can we can talk about George because I think it's really interesting when a very quick young gun comes in a team. I mean, we're we're seeing it at, at McLaren with Lando Norris and uh, Daniel Danny Rick. Mm-hmm. We saw it at Red Bull when Danny Rick was. Uh, a debutant with Seb Vettel. Uh, saw it with Max and Tanny Rick. Common theme here. Uh, so it's interesting. They, George is elite. I, there's nothing really like the battle he had with Max this, this past weekend showed. I can't wait till that car is capable of winning races because we need more Max versus George. He is such a good racer. Mm-hmm. And we've only seen him at the back of the field for his career so far. And then not in a super quick Mercedes right now. So seeing him get his arms out and like battling with someone was, was really fun because so far this year, he's pretty much cemented P5 as his own spot and pretty much ran his own races with the difference between the cars below him and the difference with the cars above him. So it was the first time we got to see on track battling with George. And he's, he's I forgot he was that good. Yeah. It's not really, I don't know. Do you want to gush more about him? <laughs> no, no, I got nothing else. I agree everything you said. Yeah. <clears throat> of course, Max, <clears throat> excuse me. Max didn't have the DRS. I think he would have overtook him much quicker, but Fair. yeah. 
Um, shout out to the midfield. Yep. Incredible races by Valtteri. Esteban, Esteban been in the top seven pretty much every race that he's finished, I believe. Lando Norris, eighth points, battling through tonsillitis uh, and a fever, which is just incredible, considering it was yeah. also like 37 degrees and just unbelievably hot in that car. Yeah, can uh, we get a translation there? No. And then no. Fernando <laughs> okay, Alonso in, his, in right. his home race, getting points. Um, yeah, should we talk about midfielder of the day? Our, our midfielder, my, our midfield maestro segment? Yeah, yeah, we can, right. we can. Go ahead. Uh, all right, so mine, you already mentioned him, Botas. Um, again, to reiterate the, uh, this other segment I'm trying to drop in here is half-hearted American sports comparisons, but Botas feels very Chris Paul on the Thunder. Uh, like, they aren't oh. really supposed to be competing. I like that. And he is clearly the vet who's carrying them a bit. And just doing a great job. So, I I know I've joked with you separately here that you know did Mercedes give up the wrong driver? Obviously, I know that's not the case. But regardless, Botas just cannot say enough positive things. He seems to be killing it for Alfa Romeo. So, well, it that, was clear in his Mercedes days that he had the pace. True. The poor guy was just up against Lewis the goat or in the, his prime. Yeah, yeah, or the second to goat. You know, like depending if you're Michael or, or Lewis, but yeah that, that's a tough ask like lewis has never no he he has never lost to a teammate minus 2016 mm. right he might have lost one year to jensen button but yeah uh he's, he's quick he's quick on saturday he's quick on a sunday he's got great race pace i think he feels really comfortable at that team one thing that mercedes never provided him was a multi-year deal where he's got that yeah. safety that he knows where he's going to be next year. Uh, mm-hmm. So he's not fighting for his life every race, but he, he's been, he's been, he's been so, so quick. And I mean, he did a two stopper. I don't know where he would have been if he took a pit, you know, if things went wrong in that pit, what would happen? So I, I think P six is where he would have ended up if he did a three stopper. Uh, but it, it's, it's great to see him battling the ferraris and mercedes uh for me personally my midfielder of the day uh has to be i'm torn between two here i, I want to say than botas who are you put i, I want to say lando because of the the fact that he had a fever through that race and he started well he started 12th or something yeah so made up so- places into the points yeah, I'm very tempted to go Lando or Yuki Sonoda grabbing that last point in 10th. Uh, I think he got his arms out as well and was battling some of these vets quite well. Um, and I think he's improved so much as a driver in, in the past, like since the second half of last season, he is, his arc has just gone way up. Um, so it's good to see him getting points. He's also been beating Pierre Gasly throughout this season uh for, for the sure. most part so I, I have to give a shout out to him too and the post race in the post race comment uh interviews he was he was talking about this is probably one of the hardest grand prix he's driven um so to hear that and see him get points a point is is incredible um yeah so if i have to pick one i'll go lando but i want to give a shout out to yuki too okay fair fair um 
which brings me onto my favorite segment of the show. Yes. Yes. And it sounds like you're coming in hot here. So I, I have a few takes. I have a few takes. Okay. Um, so it's the not a hater, but segment, not a hater, yeah. but I'm hating this weekend. Yeah. Well, I'll, let, I'll let you, I'll let you go first. And I swear if it's Lewis, I will stop this podcast. <laughs> okay. So, um, I had two, one we already discussed and we, we don't need to bring it back up, but yeah, okay, one yeah, was yeah. when I shut that down, <laughs> early race comments, <laughs> but the other one is Danny Rick. He, oh, he just is not it. He it's, just is not it, dude. He, I, I think they might cut his contract short. I, I think so, too. I mean, Qualls wasn't good. Uh, what is it? He didn't make it to Q3. Did not make it to Q3. Yeah. And then, I mean, the race itself just was sloppy, poor racing in my mind. So he got that, beaten I mean, by a teammate who had a fever. Yeah. I mean, come dude, on. You're, you're really hamming up the, the fever situation for Landon. Yeah, because it was is, so hot there, and he's – driving jordan, on the limit <laughs> jordan flu game versus lando norris uh yeah. Spanish 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 yeah. <laughs> um no we all know that wasn't a flu but uh <laughs> all right so give me give me your thoughts first on danny rick before you get into your other not a hater but well a lot of hate i just think he is losing his grips on that seat for next year i think Who- It'll be okay, Colton Herta. Okay, that's what yeah, I Yeah, from ask. IndyCar. Yeah. It'll be Colton or it'll be Patrice Ward from also from IndyCar. Um, but there's not really much else to say. It's, I, I don't understand why he can't get to grips with the car because we all know he's quick. It's now been a season and a quarter. I know he won a race last year. Um, but minus just a few good showings here and there, he has been thoroughly beaten by Lando. Yeah, and so similar vein to the Lewis uh, criticisms that I had, do we think that Danny Rick just, like, doesn't really care all that much about winning? No, I, he definitely cares. He definitely cares a ton. I, but I but think he's, lo- he's just lost through? his speed. He, uh, right, yeah, but, like, I don't know. It, it just feels like he's a bit checked out. That That may be unfair to say, but... No, I don't think any of these guys are checked out because they are risking their lives every time they sit in the car. Yeah, fair. No, I, I, f- I firmly believe he has the will to win. He's just past, past his prime so he's far. Just, he just doesn't have the pace anymore. Um, I mean, and this is a common arc for drivers. Like I was talking about, young hotshot comes in the team. Older set dude who's maybe past his prime shows that he's losing it a little bit. Um, praying that doesn't actually happen to Lewis but it's just not good enough. Yeah. It's not good enough for a car that has speed that should be in the top 10 that should be battling for points. So agreed that, that I, I too resonate that feeling um, that not a hater, but, but come on, Danny Rick. Um, I actually had my cousin on this pod quite a little while ago. He was, he was on the Danny hate uh, Danny Rick hate train from last season Wow. And he's like, he, he just, he was like, he was saying that P13 or P14 is Danny Rick's position. And lo and behold, he ended up qualifying P14 that race and then finishing P14. <laughs> your, um, your cousin is a, a hipster hater of Danny Rick. He's, well, he hated Danny Rick before it was cool, it sounds well, like. Exactly. And it's not cool still because everyone who watches Drive to Survive and don't actually watch the Grand Prix 
are like, right. oh, he's so he's cool. A and dude. He, yeah. yeah, he seems like a great hang. That yeah. doesn't mean he's a good driver anymore. Like, I'd love to get a pint with him, but yeah. he's got he's got to turn it around. Ototherwise, I, I can't see anything but Colton Herder coming in and taking a seat. Also, yeah. because Zach Brown's American, they, McLaren could get huge in America. Yeah. Um, so there's also a huge marketing aspect there. Yeah, already kind of are, honestly. I feel like most of my friends that are getting into F1 definitely, like, gravitate toward, like, Danny Rick and Lando. But Agreed. All right, um, who are your other hate not haters, but okay. Well, there's only one other, and it's it's uh it's Joe Guanyu's engineers. <laughs> Fair, yeah. My man, yeah. the only rookie on the grid has hasn't finished a ra- I can't remember the last race he finished. Uh I'm pretty sure it was the one before Spain, uh Miami, and I think he came eleventh, very close to the points. But he 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 is quick, but he's just he just doesn't have the reliability at all. And he's not, he's not his own mistakes. He's not crashing the car that's causing, you know, an engine failure on a, you know, crashing the car on a Saturday, engine failure on the Sunday. Uh, it's, it's, it's really out of his hands and it's so unfair because I think he's got a lot of potential to show and a lot of points to score. And we see Valtteri Bottas in that same car consistently in the top six. So I, I just feel for the guy and his engineers have to give him the reliability. Yeah, agreed. I yeah, no. Especially as a rookie, like he needs to be seeing the checkered flag for that for his confidence. Right. Like some of these, and, some of these vets can you know handle that. Like, oh, it's been it's been a bad run, but I'll get back on it. But this is a rookie, like he needs that. Yeah, and and just thinking about like from a rookie's perspective too, you got Botas doing great in what should be a very similar car, and like Joe, like you said, has had some great races and is just not being supported appropriately. So. Agreed. I mean, he was in the points in his debut, and yeah, I just want to see him finishing the races because he he's a good racer. Yeah. Um, so come on, engineers, get it together. Uh, I so I was gonna do a third. More? I was yeah. gonna do a third, but it wasn't actually his fault. Uh, it was gonna be Lance Stroll because <laughs> yeah, I mean he's kind of deserving, but continue. He's he's bumped into people three times now this year. Yeah. He bumped into Magnussen in, in Miami. He bumped into Alex Albon uh, in Bahrain or something. He he just keeps bumping people. Oh, he had the Latifi crash during qualifying. And I, I feel like they're all partly his fault. It, it takes two to tango. So a lot of them, the other person got a uh, penalty, but he, he needs to be using his rear view mirrors a bit more, I think. <laughs> Uh, and, and getting also seeing the checkered flag more. I, I do think he's a good driver, but he's getting in a, to a bit too many accidents. Yep, I would agree. Also, just back to Danny Rick, he also did crash in the Monaco uh, free practice sessions. Yeah. And this is a guy who's taking a pull and a win in Monaco. He, he likes Monaco. So... Yeah, you should actually watch that highlight, the 2018 uh, Monaco Grand Prix. He did okay. it. He did it with a broken engine. Yeah, I kind of remember that. I mean, it wasn't that like season one of Drive to Survive. I want to say was the 20 or yeah, yeah, because he was still Red Bull. Oh yeah, they would 100% covered it in in Drive to Survive then. Yeah. Uh, yep. Cool. Which is a good segue to Monaco into this weekend. Yes, I. Give me your list of DNFs for Monaco. 
Ooh, okay. We'll start with DNFs. Uh, DNFs. I think Checo. Oh. Maybe a hot take. I think Checo might. I think he's going to push it a bit. Um, the second time father? Yeah, I know. I was hyping him up earlier, but I, I do think he's a potential. And then, I mean, is, I know he wasn't in our not a hater, but he had a good week at 16. But Latifi, I feel like Latifi has DNF kind of written all over himself <laughs> again. I mean, how many how many races do we think he can finish in a row? So fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. I think I think he's another DNF. Um, yeah, I'll stop there. Just those two. So Charles Charles finishes his home Grand Prix for the first time ever. He does. Yeah. Okay. He's, yeah. he's zero for five in F two and F one. It's fine. Okay. I believe. Yeah. All right. He's had a good couple of weeks, I think. I think one thing I, I appreciate, and this is totally dumb reading way too much into kind of the behavior of the driver and the team, but I, I thought Charles handled the power unit failure extremely graciously oh, yeah. um, post-Spanish Grand Prix. I think I think the team is going in with good vibes. So, yeah. No, I, that, I, guy, I like that guy oozes class. He does, yeah. And, yeah. And good looks. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's a hot dude. Girlfriend, beautiful. Yeah, that's all I'll say. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm going to say Danny Rick. Uh, wow, really leaning into the not a hater, but yeah. continue. I'm going to go with Danny Rick. Yep. And I'm going to say Carlos Sainz for the same reason that I think he's going to push it too hard in wanting right. it. And yeah there's a limit to how much you can push in Monaco because it's so tight and these cars are huge. Um, He's aggressive early in races, I feel like too. And I could see him creating some havoc. So. Agreed. Agreed. All right, then pole position. Pole position, Charles. Charles. Yeah. I think it's a layup. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Charles. Charles. Charles Max signs is my podium in order. Okay. Yeah. Charles Max signs. I'm going to say Max Charles Lando. Ooh, okay. Yeah. He's good at All he's right. good in Monaco. He's good in Monaco. Where does Merck finish? Uh, fourth or fifth. No. Really? I, I I don't know if they're going to do well this weekend quite frankly. Okay. Uh Lewis's car was bouncing all over the place. I don't know if they're trying out a new floor. Uh I think they'll be towards the tail end of the points, in all honesty. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. So I, I mentioned that I have a few. Well, okay. First comment we didn't really hit on, but can can they figure out the drone? That was awful <laughs> at Spain. It like, was new. It was new. It was new. It's so bad. So I know you all were complaining about the camera work at Miami, which was fair. Yes. But the drone it was also the, terrible in Saudi. Yeah, the drone at Barcelona was was tough. Um okay, so that was really my one other comment from, from the Spanish Grand Prix. A couple others just for the listeners. So going back to the Miami episode, uh first, really like the suggestion for the quote F1 G1 H1 TV option to view basically the like leaders, the midfield, and the rest of the field. Um, it's basically just like red zone for NFL with like the Octavox where there's multiple games close to scoring. 
I think it's a great suggestion. I think Sky Sports needs needs to figure it out. Um, well, if you do F1 other- TV, you can also have a stream on your phone or whatever other streaming platform and do uh, and you can select helmet cam. Yeah, you can do uh, helmet cam okay. by driver. Gotcha. Or like, yeah. um, the one other comment I had for you guys, you sounded like the crankiest old men complaining about how much shine all the celebrities were getting at Miami. You're yeah, like, because they were showing that instead of the race. <laughs> Okay. And that's the All problem right. with adding more American Grand Prix is that it becomes more about who's there versus the race. Fair, fair. I mean, hey, that's Monaco too. Like it'll happen this weekend. Exactly. As well. But that's yeah, been historical. It's very sceny. Yeah. This is this is this is, yeah. This is Monte Carlo. It was also year one in Miami. It was Martin Brundle being completely ridiculous leading up to the race. Hey, put so. some respect on Martin Brundle. That's the best commentator oh. of all time. He's great. He's an absolute clown on the grid, but yeah, you know. but that's he's an awkward guy, and he 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 actually hates doing the grid walks, but he doesn't really for the people. Yeah, he hates doing the grid walk. You yeah. will never know. He seems to have like zero embarrassment. It well, it's yeah. actually hard to watch as like a fan. But oh, I love it's it. It's hilarious. I do too. But I'm just saying, like secondhand embarrassment is real when you're watching Martin Brundle mistake. Paolo Bancaro for Patrick Mahomes. If you're on the grid, you have to, you should know who Martin Brundle is and what he's doing and give him the respect of answering his questions when he comes up to you. True. And that was not the case at Miami with the yeah. exception of maybe David Beckham. That was like it. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure Bex has been to many others. So. Right. Um, right. Actually, Serena Williams, I think, has been to quite a few, but she didn't give him the time of day. Unacceptable. Bro, if, if I was on the grid and Martin Brundle came up to me, I wouldn't let him leave. I would just like yeah, keep, keep asking me questions. Yeah, I mean that's not the only difference between you and Serena Williams, but like, well, okay, yeah. yeah. I've also never won a Grand Slam, I guess. Yeah, fair. Um, all right, so those were my only other comments. Cool. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It's thank been an absolute blast. Me. We'll, yeah. uh, we'll have to have you back in, in some future guest appearances. <laughs> love that. Love that. Uh, box. Box, box, box. Box, 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 box. box. box, box, box. box.